hello and welcome to the C3 Reflect podcast. My name is Sats. It's so great to have you with us. Maybe you're tuning in for the first time. A massive welcome to you. Maybe a friend has directed you over here. That's awesome. Or maybe you are a regular old school listener. We appreciate you being part of all that we're doing. And our prayer with all of this content is that it would be helpful. It would encourage you and ultimately would enable you to flourish as a human being. Isn't that God's vision for each and every one of us? And yet life is complex and uh, there's lots of nuance happening. And so in all of these messages, we're trying to dig into the thoughts of God that we can understand better how to flourish and how to succeed and fulfill our purpose in life. So let us know how we're doing. You can rate and you can review. And of course, please subscribe so that we can stay connected. Let's go to the message now. Well, hey everyone, I hope you're doing really well. Sats here, and uh, it's great to be with you uh, sharing this message. It's called Feedback Culture as part of our Dream Builder series uh, that we've been in. But uh, hey, before we get into that message, if you're brand new, checking us out online somewhere else, uh, please do hit subscribe on YouTube. And uh, also go to the description below and you'll see a link to go to see-through-reflect.church slash connect. And that is to jump on our mailing list. And that's how we put out all of our comms. So if you haven't done that already, please do that now so that you can uh, just be connected to everything uh, that's going on. And so we've been in this series called Dream Builders where we've been talking about this idea of this tension between uh, the, the local church that God has placed us in where we're supposed to get empowered and strengthened, filled with the spirit, maybe challenged. And, uh, but ultimately we're supposed to be released from that place, sent out from that place um, to fulfill our purpose, our mission in the world, uh, or as we've been terming it, the dream on your heart. And uh, sometimes people just go after the dream and they get isolated, they get stuck. Sometimes they fail, whether morally or compromised in some way in their integrity, or, or just simply don't last the distance because they're not sent. They're not been sent from that place of strength. And other people just kind of get a bit stuck in the church and they just float around enter into the, 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 the clique sometimes that is there and, and, and the bubble, the, the four walls of the church and they never go out and do the things that God has actually purposed for them to do in the world. And I believe and what we've been sharing in this series is that mature Christianity is about being able to hold these two things together. Every one of us is anchored and planted in a local church, but we don't get stuck there. In fact, this is the launch pad to fulfilling our purpose, that, that we have a vision uh, of the community that we're a part of, but also there is a dream on our heart. And every single one of us needs those two things. And so in this message, which is called Feedback Culture, we're just kind of opening up this idea of, of, of that, that relationship between the two and how uh, creating an environment where we get feedback and people speaking to our lives is not only just like a really good and helpful thing, uh, but it's a very biblical thing. Uh, so Matthew Chapter 23, verse 12, Jesus says these words, and it's mirrored in a few other places throughout Scripture, and particularly in the New Testament, but throughout, um, whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. There's this kind of link between when, when people boost themselves up and try and push themselves forward, it's almost like there is just this natural just swing that takes place that means that they actually, no, it doesn't happen. But, but when you humble yourself, actually, uh, you experience being lifted up, being exalted. And, um, you know, it's funny when we think about the Christian message for every single one of us who have, uh, you know, accepted Jesus into our lives. It always begins in a moment of humility. Because salvation is really about understanding our need, our need for God. We come to this place where we actually go, I'm stuck. 
I've got problems. There's, there's issues in my life that are deeper than just the surface things that I might see. There's actually a deep issue, something called sin in my life. And sin is kind of best maybe explained like this, you know, uh, we, we, of course sin has an effect on ourselves, uh, it has an effect on other people, but ultimately the, 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 the crime, if you like, of sin is defiance against God, it's disobedience to God, God who owns all things, God who created all things. It's like his prized creation. Human beings have, have almost like, you know, stuck up the middle finger towards God and said, we want to do our way. And every single human being has sinned in that way. Every single one of us has defied God. We've trashed the house in some way, not knowing that actually the house belongs to God. We thought this is ours, but we're just tenants. We're just stewards and we have caused offense to heaven by the way that we've lived. And so that creates some pretty big problems in our relationship with God. And uh, of course, it's spilled into the other areas of our life um, as well. And so we need help. We need help dealing with the issue of sin and the effects and the fruit of sin that comes as well. But we need forgiveness from our sins. Uh, we need redemption. And, and all of these things, of course, if you know your Bible, you, you know that uh, God sent himself, God the Son, Jesus, came to take uh, our place on, on the cross, take upon the punishment, all the sin of the world, so that we could be free. Because that was a problem that was too great for us to solve. Uh, we couldn't fix the gap between us and God. We couldn't fix the, 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 the break in that relationship in, in our own way. And so we needed a savior. And so the Christian message starts in this place of this deep humility where we acknowledge and we know we need God. So that's where it begins. And what's so strange is that over the course of time, and I don't know when this happens or how it happens, but I've seen it happen even in my own life. And I know if you've been a Christian for any amount of time, you will resonate with this feeling that at some point we come to the conclusion that we're kind of supposed to have it together. <laughs> you know, we're supposed to grow and we're supposed to become mature. And, and so uh, that's good, of course. But somehow we connect with this with the idea that we always know what to do. We're not supposed to have problems. In fact, we, we, we're just going from glory to glory. We're just <laughs> succeeding as a Christian and that we no longer need help. And somehow we can fall into the trap of not staying in that place of humility where we realize we actually need help. And Proverbs uh, says this in, in chapter three, verse five to eight. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Even if you've been a Christian for, for 20, 30 years, we're still not leaning on our own understanding. We're still aware that there are things that we need from God and we need from other people. That's the other part of it as well. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil and it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. I love that, 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 that last bit of wisdom there. Now, hey, when we are living a life that is trusting in God, we're actually going to find that healing will flow in our life. And conversely, when we find that we are carrying the full weight of our lives 
on our own, or maybe the full weight of our dream, the full weight of our purpose, the, the, the full weight of, of, of our future, of the things that we're trying to do for God, when we carry that entirely on our own and we feel like we should have this together and we should be able to do this because, hey, I'm a Christian and I'm going to be strong in Christ. When, when, when we lean on our own understanding, we're actually going to find that that, that pressure and that weight will actually uh, break us uh, emotionally, physically, will put pressure and, and even there in our flesh, in our bones, there will be a, 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 a repercussion. But when we trust in the Lord, we're going to find that there is this lightness. There is this pressure that is lifted and we're actually going to be able to walk with God. You see, in our Christian journey, we don't become God. We may be saved by God. We get the righteousness of God, but it's all a free gift from him. But, but, but we, we're not actually God. We're made in his image, but we don't know everything. We don't know how to solve every problem. And so I just see people here today and, and some of you have fallen into the idea that you should be further ahead than you are. Or maybe you should know what to do right now, but you don't. And, and it's a difficult place to be because you look around and everyone else looks like they know what they're doing. And everyone else looks like they're, they're, they're making great life choices and they're moving forward on their purpose. And you might look at your life and think, well, I just don't know if I feel like that. And, and even when we look at people who are leading churches and pastors, we can get the impression that they, they just know what they're doing. And I just want to be the first just to let you know that we don't know everything. There are some things we get, we hear from God and we can be obedient in and living a life of faith. But there is so much in our lives that is incomplete. And we are supposed to trust God and follow him. But it all starts with this awareness. I don't know everything. I'm going to humble myself. And Jesus says, when, when, when we humble ourselves, we're actually going to find that life will take off for us. And when we exalt ourselves, everything's fine. And we put up a front, we're going to find that actually it has the opposite uh, effect. Proverbs 12 verse 15 says this, says, way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. You see, it is part of God's design, not only that we would need him, of course, but we'd actually need other people. God has designed this for community. And so if sin broke that community, you see with Adam and Eve, the first thing they do is sort of blame one another and it creates division. And you see the separation between them and God. If, if sin did that, what, what, what Jesus does for us on the cross and, and following him is that those things begin to be healed. Our relationship with God begins to grow, but also our relationship with one another's begins to grow. Instead of having to put up walls, everything's good over here. We can actually live a life where we open up our lives to other people. And what's really interesting about that proverb, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. Isn't that because everybody is right in their own eyes? I mean, it's just the definition. You, 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 you see life as you see life. Um, as I think it is, so I think it is. You know, like, like the, the way I, I navigate through life is, can only be from my perspective. The proverb says here, but a wise person is someone who seeks to expand their perspective. They live life with input from other people. They're not foolish, foolish enough to think, I know how this is working out. In other words, the, 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 the Christian life is, is a life where we live with humility, where we allow other people to speak into our life, where we create a feedback culture. And I know if we can create this in our life, it's difficult to do. But I know that your dream requires help. Your dream, you don't know what to do with everything in your dream. 
but there are people around you who can help you build your future. Uh, the dream is cheesy, but the dream requires a team and not necessarily a team of people who are going to work for you, but people who are with you, people who are cheering you on. And there are people around you that God has provided for you that have answers to things that you need. There's a story uh, in the Old Testament about a king called King Rehoboam, and he's the son of Solomon, who uh, we heard a lot about. And, uh, you know, this is kind of what it says. We pick up in this moment where he's just starting his reign and uh, some of the people come and they say hey we're, we're kind of been struggling and uh, you know your father Solomon he, he, he made us do all this stuff and we're building all these things and we're kind of worn out we're kind of exhausted and th- this is what happens in 1 Kings 12 verse 6 to 11 it says then King Rehoboam uh, took counsel with the old men who stood before Solomon his father while he was yet alive saying how do you advise me to answer this people and they said to him if you'll be a servant to this people today and serve them and speak good words to them when you answer them, then they will be your servants forever. But he abandoned the counsel that the old men gave him and took counsel with the young men who had grown up with him and stood before him. And he said to them, what do you advise that we answer this people who said to me, lighten the yoke that your father put on us. And the young men who'd grown up with him said to him, this is what you, you should say to the people who said to you, your father made our yoke heavy, but you lighten it for us. Thus you shall say to them, my little finger is thicker now my father's thighs. What a, what a quote right there. And now, whereas my father laid on you a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. Okay, wow. So here's the, a young king taking advice from the wrong people. And uh, if you know what happens next in this story, everyone rebels. And actually the kingdom is pretty much taken from him. He, he only keeps a very small part of the kingdom. Why? Because he's taken the wrong advice. Now, what we actually see here is this king has not only taken the wrong advice, but he's looked for people who will simply affirm what he wants to hear, right? He has an alternative perspective. He's like, no, 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 let me find someone who's going to fit. And that's, that's what the proverb was saying <laughs> just earlier, that, that that's how a fool operates. That they're, they're, they're right in their own eyes. In other words, I just want viewpoints and perspectives that are narrow, uh, that, that are going to tell me what I want to hear. And, and, and the thing is we need to understand is, is, is that feedback in life is inevitable. You know, whatever you do, King Rehoboam is getting feedback from his people. He, he comes with this harsh, heavy, guys, I'm going to be even tougher. I'm going to be even stronger, really full of pride towards his people instead of seeing himself as a servant to serve and help his people flourish. And what happens is they rebel. There is feedback but it's not feedback that he wants to hear. You see, feedback is always painful, or at least it has the capacity for pain within it. But we get to choose, as people who are wise, we get to choose when we get our feedback and where we get our feedback from, who we want to hear our feedback from, because if we are proactive about creating a culture of feedback in our life, where people speak into every area from our spirituality to our physical health, to our our mind, to the disciplines in our world, to, to our career, to the way we do family life, the way we raise our kids, the way we pursue our purpose. If we can create that sort of culture, I'm telling you friends that we're gonna succeed in life 
and succeed in being a good steward of that which God has given us to steward. The dream on your heart requires the advice and the input from other people. You know, if you break the law, there will be feedback. The police are going to give you some feedback, hopefully. Uh, when you're a kid and you don't listen to your parents, there's some feedback, hopefully. Uh, feedback is good. You know, if you're at work and you're, you, you ignore what your boss says, nah, I don't want to do it like that, I'm going to do it like this. There's going to be some feedback that is going to come your way. Feedback is inevitable and, and normally when we don't choose it, it's even more difficult to hear. But if we can create an environment as a church and for us as people where we are seeking out input, this king could have, could have, uh, it would, could have been a completely different story if he'd taken the advice of the, the older uh, guys who'd been around him. And so we're going to get feedback whether we like it or not. When we break God's commands, there will be feedback in our soul, in our body. Sometimes we think God's commands are just like, he's just really particular and we might know better. It's like, well, he's God. <laughs> and God's commands are there that you would experience life. And so all throughout scripture, God says to the people of Israel, choose life. Don't choose death. And today we get to choose today. Do I want to choose life? Do I want to live a life where I have people's input in my world that I would be wise and I would succeed and I would avoid pain and I would be able to honor God and I would be able to last the distance. God has designed every single one of us to be surrounded by people. In fact, you know, it's interesting when we think about this word disciple, it just means the word learner. And I think sometimes, you know, we are hungry for it, aren't we? Everybody wants a mentor. Everyone wants someone who's going to cheer them on and encourage them. And, and isn't it funny how we all want that, but so few people actually live out this, this active discipleship. We're looking for someone to disciple us, but we don't always understand that we have to become a disciple. It's a quality that we have in our life where wherever we go, we, we are open to feedback and input. And it doesn't mean that what everyone says is always correct. In fact, that's why we need a multitude of counselors. That's why we need multiple people because those perspectives are going to balance out. And of course, you're going to use your own discernment and hear from God and all that kind of stuff and the word of God and so on. But we need to create a feedback culture um, in this church where we position ourselves as learners. I want to give you just a really practical example because, you know, if you were to maybe drop an email to your boss right now, we'll just pick on the workplace and you say, hey, boss. Uh, I'm just wondering if I can grab you for 15 minutes. Just, I'm just really looking to uh, figure out how I can do my role in the best possible way. And I'd love just to get your feedback and just to check my priorities that I'm focusing on the right things. Is, can we just get 10, 15 minutes? And if in that meeting, you're just saying, hey, can you just help me understand some things that I could do better as an employee? Or maybe help me understand some of the bigger picture things that I'm not aware of just so that I can perform at the best possible way. And maybe some things that you think, this is great, I should keep doing this. You're gonna find that you are a very rare employee because most of us, we tend to avoid feedback. We're not looking for feedback. How can I do better? How can I improve? How can I get promoted? What, what does it look like? What are the qualities of someone who is gonna go to the next level in this organization? These are all great interview questions. Uh, uh, like, like, like when we are proactive, we're gonna find that we become a very rare sort of person and we become a very attractive sort of person to have around. If you sit down with your spouse and you say, hey, I'm just wondering, are there some things that I can do to better love you? 
to better serve you. Because you know when your spouse gives you feedback, oh, I wish you wouldn't do that, or can you stop doing that? It's in the moment, isn't it? And normally we have that little reaction like, no, I'm doing fine and you did this and, and we push back and that's our pride on the inside of us. But if we can become proactive people, not reactive people, we're going to find that the whole thing of feedback becomes a servant to your future. Your dream, your purpose requires input from other people. Spiritual input. I, I want you to consider what your greatest needs are right now. If you could change something in your life, if there was a great frustration right now or a great pain in your life or something that you just don't understand, you're trying to get your head around what's happening, you're confused about something. I want you to imagine right now, you know, I want you to pray, I want you to go to God, but, but what if God has also put people around you who are going to bring wisdom and help in your time of need? Maybe in your spirituality, what does your prayer life look like? You know, you can get input from other people. What does your prayer life look like? You know, do you use worship music? What sort of music do you put on? How do you read the Bible? Where do you start? How do you know that this is from you or it's from God? How do you hear from God? You know, if you were to reach out to any person and just say, I'm just wondering if I can meet for a coffee and just ask you a few questions about, just tell me a bit more about, or just in off chance, you're hanging out. Just what, what does that look like for you? Your spiritual life, you can get input from people around you to help you strengthen the areas that feel weak, that feel a bit uh, difficult. What about your physical life, your nutrition, uh, your exercise, your fitness, even your sleep, uh, your routines and your rhythms? What, what does that look like for you? What does exercise look like for you? Go to someone who clearly does some good exercise. How does that work for you? Or what foods are you really thinking about right now? It, let's become people who, who ask. If that's an area you want to grow in your life, don't just think, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I'm great. Now let's get educated. Let's, let's get people around us who can give us wisdom and can help us and redirect us to resources. Uh, what about our emotional health? Uh, when we talk about rest, uh, we're talking about the mind. You know, what does, what does Sabbath look like for you? What, what hobbies do you have in your life? How do you switch off at the end of the day? All of these things, relational, uh, about our marriage, raising our kids, how to deal with conflict, how to navigate uh, future plans and change. And financial, get input from people about saving, investing, uh, you know, managing and paying off debt and even giving and generosity. How, how do you manage your finance? How do you deal with the difficulties of living in London? We are going to find that there are a wealth of people around us if we will be willing to humble ourselves to pick up the phone to say, hey, I don't know everything about this area. I imagine what, what, could, what sort of world we could create if we created a world that sort of spirit began to leak into our world, began to leak into your family. If your kids heard you talking like that, if your employees heard you talking like that in a way that you're, you're not here to lord it over people, but you're creating a feedback culture. And I'm just gonna pray for us just as we close. But I just sense right now that God, the Holy Spirit, really wants to encourage someone. And maybe you get some encouragement and some wisdom right now in this moment. But what I also think is that God is going to bring to mind a person that you're supposed to talk to this week, even today. And what I want you to do is I want you to think of the, 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 the thing, just something in your life. You think, I need some help here. I actually need to humble myself. I've been a little bit prideful. I've been a little bit distant. I've been a little bit isolated, trying to deal with this on my own, but I actually need to get some help. Who can I talk to? I want, I want you to think of the problem and then I want you to pray and ask the Holy Spirit 
to bring to your mind someone you're supposed to reach out and then I want you to text them, call them, email them, uh, whatever, or put a note in your calendar, your to-do list to actually make a move on creating this culture in your life of feedback. So God, I pray for every person right now. God, I thank you that you care about them. God, you see their needs and you haven't left them. You haven't forsaken them. Actually, God, you've been providing for them. There are people around them right now. And I pray that you would bring to mind, reveal in conversations over this week, people would just talk about things and think, man, I really need some help there. And I pray right now, God, I thank you that, that, that you would provide for us. You would help us to become strong. You would help us to make great decisions. You would help us to wrestle, wrestle with the difficulties and some of the sufferings in life, some of the theology of life, and some of the disciplines and rhythms that we need to change. God, I pray we open ourselves up to you. We humble ourselves to you. God, and we acknowledge that your design is to hear from God, but also to hear from the wisdom of others. I pray your blessing over every person today as we humble ourselves before you. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, hey, thanks so much for watching today. Hey, why not share this with someone if it's been helpful and uh, click all the links in the description below. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening today. I hope this has been helpful and encouraging. I'm also wondering if there's someone in your world who might benefit from hearing this message, then please do share it with them. Help us get the word out there. And of course, you can connect with us on social media, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and so on. Just look for C3 Reflect. For anything else, go to our website, c3reflect.church. Do hit subscribe, rate and review. Thanks so much. We appreciate you guys. Have a great day.